So, Kurt, um, who would you like to nominate to come on the show? So anybody in the city of Kelowna from any field of work that uh, you find to be a very interesting person and you would love to see come on the show in the future? Yeah, there's one individual that comes to mind. His name's Tyler Hines. Okay. He, yeah, I met him a year or two into moving into Kelowna. Do you know how to spell last name? Yeah, H-I-N-D-S. Okay. So I won't tell you too much about him. I'll let you. I'll let him tell. Where does he work? <laughs> He's at ProSmart. ProSmart. ProSmart Smarts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, Kurt, if someone is interested in your financial services, what's the best way for them to reach you? So the best way is probably just through our website, Peacock Sheridan Group. You can find me on there. My email is Kurt with a K at PeacockSheridan.com. Easy enough to send an email or just call our office. The receptionist will move the call on to me. And yeah, I look forward to helping in any way that I can. Really appreciate uh, being on the show. All right. Thank you. That's it. So we'd go to the lake the odd time. And if your weekend got bad weather, then you weren't on the boat. So it was really cool to see some different Different summer activities, different lifestyles. Everyone's biking around. It's more of a, a central hub downtown than uh, where I grew up in Brandon. So I was, yeah, I was blown away by Kelowna. Right. I don't know much about Brandon. Um, I know uh, the Hip had a song about your hockey team. You used to play for the Wheat Kings, I think. And tell us a little bit about Brandon. What was it like growing up there? Yeah, so Brandon's about 50,000 people. It's on Highway 1 just west of Winnipeg. So we're about two and a half hours away from Winnipeg, but it's the second largest in Manitoba. So basically all the smaller towns around Brandon, when people get old enough for high school or when they're done uh, high school, you move into Brandon. So it is quite developed in that sense. You don't really go to Winnipeg for anything unless you need to. Um, the airport's fully functional now, which is fantastic for my mom. When I go home, she doesn't have to come get me in Winnipeg anymore. Is that a far drive? Is it? It's about two and a half hours half from Brandon to Winnipeg, yeah. Uh, in the winter, obviously, takes a lot longer because, as you know, our winters are pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, having said that, growing up, I lived right across the street from an outdoor skating rink. So literally from the age of two I was out there pretty much every single day skating around. So, yeah, naturally developed a real passion for hockey. Um, no one in my family had played hockey, so it was new to our family. And we weren't too financially well off, so always having to, to work hard to, to afford the goalie gear when I decided that's what I wanted to do. But very fortunate to have had that opportunity, and it really is a great hockey hub. There's been some... Well, the Wheat Kings are, you know, a competitive team every year. A lot of great hockey players come out of Brandon. And it's a small town community, um, farming community. I didn't grow up on the farm. I grew up in a house. But, um, yeah, it's, it's very tight-knit. And we have friendly Manitoba on our license plate for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people there are really uh, salt of the earth. So. Mm -hmm. so how long did you play in the Western Hockey League? So I played one season in Brandon and about a season and a half in Moose Jaw. And then I finished my junior career out in Langley, actually, BC. So that okay. was 
kind of my first taste of uh, living in BC and, and the winter wasn't too bad. So, right. <laughs> so what was that like? You're on buses a lot. I think was Langley in a different league or were you traveling like all over Western Canada? Yeah. So Langley's in the BCHL. So we would do a few trips to the Island, um, especially in the playoffs when you're, we played Victoria in the first rounds, so you're going back and forth, which can be a bit much, but Brandon was the most travel hands down. Brandon's, mm-hmm. The furthest east teams, our closest game is Regina, which is three and a half hours. So you consider being on a bus. We would come to BC for a weekend, play two games, and go back to Brandon that night. So our our seats in the bus actually folded into sleeper bunks. Um, So we all had bunk beds on there. And yeah, we, we logged a lot of miles on there. I was too young at the time to really realize it or know any different. But looking back, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite the journey those, those boys put on. Wow. So you are a financial advisor here in Kelowna. Have you always done that? Uh, or when, when did you start? Yeah, so when I moved to Kelowna, I started with RBC Dominion Securities as a financial advisor and worked there for about four and a half years and just about a year and a half ago moved over to a private financial planning firm called Peacock Sheridan Group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess ever since I was out of school, my degree is in international business. So, you know, what that means in Canada is the same. It means everywhere else you need to do business outside of the mm-hmm. country you're from as well. Um, and honestly, I got into financial planning because I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't teach me anything about finance. And it was something that I knew was extremely important and not necessarily how hard you work, but working smart at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's, I just didn't know that's what I wanted to do, but I knew no matter what I wanted to do, I had to be good with money. Um, So that's where my career in financial planning began. Mm -hmm. So I guess you started studying it and found you actually really enjoyed it. And uh, is it a lot of courses that you have to take? Yeah, absolutely. Basically, ever since university, which was six years ago, mm-hmm. it's been at least a course or two each year. I'm a big proponent of continuous education, so it's no problem. Maybe if I had five years out of school and then had to get back into it, it might have been tough, but I've just kind of kept going the whole time. Yeah, And yeah, it's been a really rewarding career. It's still something that is eye-opening to me how few people really take the time to understand the world of finance, the world of insurance, how everything works with taxes, that sort of thing, because mm-hmm. um, the people who understand it well, there are some significant advantages to uh, to acquiring wealth and transferring wealth to the next generation than somebody who you know doesn't take the time to do that. And unfortunately, we're not taught very important skills like this in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really rewarding. And when you get to work with people and see them finally retire and, you know, that's, I can't put myself in their shoes yet, but I've worked with a lot of people who have done so. And it, it's a very rewarding feeling. Nice. So tell us a little more about what you do. So you sell insurance products. Uh, do you give advice? Do you help with estate planning? All of it? Yeah, I wouldn't say I sell insurance products. Um, what we do is we'll we'll meet with a client and just do a bit of a discovery, understand a little bit more about them and what they're trying to achieve. And then we'll get the real black and white hard facts. What resources do we have today that are in front of us? So account statements, insurance statements, 
what is existing that we have to look at. And from there, really, we just make a checklist and say, given what you told me and what you showed me, here's where, you know, there may be some room of improvement. Here's where we think you're really well covered. And, you know, whoever did this for you did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. And really, we leave it up to the client to say, okay, this is top priority for me. This is what I'd like to work on. So it's really not my agenda. It's just me honestly asking what if questions. Right. What if you weren't able to work tomorrow? Where would income come from for your family? Yeah. What if you passed away? What would your family do? Mm-hmm. You know, so you ask some of these questions that most people don't want to think about, right. unfortunately. But, you know, things can happen very quickly. We see it all the time all over the world and mm-hmm. no one wants to think it'll happen to them. But as long as I've asked them that question, if they have a good answer for me, we can move on. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm going to challenge them on it because right. it, it is something important and very unselfish that they need to think about their family. Mm-hmm. So at some point you switched to Peacock Group, uh, Peacock Sheridan Group. What, what made you decide to leave your original firm? You know, I'd gotten to the point with RBC Dominion Securities. It's obviously a, a very big corporation and really enjoyed the advisor I was working with. I learned a ton from him and the clients that we worked with as well. Um, having said that, I felt maybe there was a bit of a missing link between the community and my specific demographic and who I was working with. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the clients with RBC Dominion Securities were retired. Um, they had been you know, business owners at some point and worked very hard and For me, there was a disconnect because I had a lot of friends who were needing some advice and some help, and some of the services we weren't able to offer kind of to younger professionals, if you want to call it that. So for me, it was obviously it was a big pay cut to go do something like that, but to have a little more say in my business and who I was able to work with. Luke Mankus is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011. And he always says, yeah, one regret. And that is, he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke make us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate. Is this company local? Tell us a little bit about the company. 
Yeah, so the Peacocks are a Kelowna family. Um, Brent Peacock, this firm's been around for over 30 years now. So Brent Peacock, Grant Sheridan are where Peacock Sheridan come from. Grant Sheridan's very well entrenched in the hockey community. He's mm-hmm. coached minor hockey for years and actually owns the Kelowna Chiefs Junior B team. So he owns and is the general manager there. Great. And then our managing partner is Al Hereniuk. Um, also from the hockey world, which is uh, why we get along so well, I think. Mm-hmm. He's also a goaltender, so we get uh, teased in the office a little bit. But, right. um, yeah, just a really great group of guys to work with and learn a lot from. They also own some businesses around town and some real estate. So not when you're dealing with business owners who are the bulk of our clientele, mm-hmm. for us... And for the client, we think it's a real advantage to work with somebody else who is a business owner because you kind of, you understand the mindset and the risk reward of running a business um, as opposed to maybe walking in somewhere and just dealing with somebody behind a counter who is a salaried employee. Um, Not to say there's a right or a wrong way, but there's just a different mindset that goes with that. Yeah. And I guess tax law is different if you're a business owner. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We... We advise on tax only to a certain extent. We're not accountants. We right. know we're not the smartest people in the room. We do have an accountant that is in-house that works with our clients. So that's a huge advantage to have access to that kind of knowledge. That's great. Yeah. Do you have a minimum client size? Not. I wouldn't say there's no dollar value. It really comes down to what I'm able to do for a client. And I'll be the first to admit if... You know, if, if it's a smaller account and everything's going well, or if it's a larger account and everything's going well, I'll say, you know what, there's not much value I can add to what you're doing currently. Um, so really the dollar amount doesn't matter if it's someone younger with $25,000 in their tax-free savings account and they're saving up to buy a home. I'm more than happy to help out because I've been in those shoes, right? Yeah. 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 Nice. So what is... Behavioral finance, what is that? Yeah, so behavioral finance, I mean, if depending on how much research you do about investing, behavior is about 95% of your return over the long term, mm-hmm. right? So it's not about picking the winners and losers in the stock market. It's not about trying to time when to put the money in. It's about having the mind space to sticking to your guns, Mm. right? And knowing what you own and knowing how the market works, right? So prime example is, I'm sure this isn't news to you, but if the market were to sink tomorrow, everybody panics because they're not exactly sure what they own. A lot of people own mutual funds where they own a thousand different stocks in them and they couldn't tell you what they are. Mm -hmm. They panic because they're not sure how the market dip really is going to affect their investment. Whereas the people who really understand what they're invested in will know that people are panicking, right? A good company like CN Rail, Mm -hmm. if the market dips tomorrow, fundamental business like CN Rail, is it going to go bankrupt? Is it going away? Is it being replaced? Are we building a new railway through Canada? Hmm. No, right? So the people who understand and have the behavioral mindset to invest more money at that time because mm-hmm. they know the stock price, you know, is unjustly being treated by everyone pulling their money out, right? right? That's where the behavioral concept comes in. So really it's it's not panicking and not getting too excited when, when things are going really well. Cool. 
and uh, you're a young guy, but you're doing a lot of <clears throat> you're doing a lot of things in the community. So tell us about some of your community work. Yeah, probably probably too much going on right now. To be honest, <laughs> I feel like I'm treading water at the moment. But I guess the big big new event that we got going on is called Denim on the Diamond. Okay, so it's an all local festival that we're doing King Stadium downtown Kelowna. So beautiful old bald field down there. I don't know if you've been there or not, yeah. but um, apparently it used to be quite the party zone and, and the zoo crew would come in from Rutland and uh, mm-hmm. watch baseball and have a good time. So, you know, we saw this beautiful venue downtown not really being used to its potential, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And the fact, I'm a little biased, I love country music, and to have to travel to Merritt, and a lot of the good shows go to Penticton, and a lot of those artists are on a Thursday night or a Sunday night because they're on their way to Vancouver or back. So the fact that Kelowna is just not really attracting and really harvesting some of these great artists um, just made us think, okay, you know what, let's do something here. We were fortunate enough to have a link to Chad Brownlee, him being a Kelowna guy and an cool. ex-hockey guy as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Um, seeing him perform has just really been inspiring to pull the community together. I mean, we we haven't done anything too crazy. There's all these great businesses that exist here already. We're pulling them together, putting it on a baseball diamond, and, and trying to throw some great music at it. So nice. Um, that's one venture. The other was uh, charity. So it's called Hockey Gives Blood. So through Canadian Blood Services, we've formed another entity. Um, specifically focused at the hockey community. So right. making sure that their mandate every season for kids that are 16 and up is to donate blood. Right. Right. So no different than everyone else, but we felt with the hockey community, there's really an opportunity there in a team setting um, to start some of these kids young. As you know, our uh, donor base, Canadian Blood Services, is getting older. We need 100,000 new donors every year just to keep up with supply mm-hmm. um and this is free right you're giving an yeah. hour of your time some people can't donate and i understand that but some people just donate don't donate because they've never been asked they don't really understand the need right so my personal tie to that story is when i was playing hockey in university i had a skate blade Oof. uh cut my jugular vein I see the scar. yeah so i almost passed away on the ice wow i yeah, required a, a lot of blood units uh, to save me in the hospital. So it's just been something that's been second nature to me ever since I've kind of been given a second chance. So yeah. paying it forward in that regard. So, yeah, that's been uh, really cool. There's a couple guys out of Kamloops that contacted me. They saw some of the blood drives I was doing here, found out about my hockey story and, and asked me to help them uh, found that organization. So that's been fun. We've Great. done a lot of... Uh, golf tournaments and gotten some of the NHL guys while they're here for the summer. As you know, Kelowna's a pretty big hockey hub. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's been really cool. And outside of that, what else have I been doing? Just regular living uh, life with 31-year-old. Staying yeah. active, yep. Um, getting out on the weekends, getting out of town sometimes when I can. And Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So how do people find out about your blood drives? Um, mostly social media, I'd say number one right now. Um, we have been doing a little more on the radio. Canadian Blood Services has been putting out some ads when we do the blood drives. 
and we did it with Peacock Sheridan last year, and we actually won the BC slash Northwest Territories Award for our blood drive. So nice. Yeah, I'll be going to Ottawa in a couple weeks um, at their national conference. So that was that was really cool, just to have that kind of impact, and who knows how many people that it helped directly or indirectly. So. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, launch Kelowna Financial Literacy. Are you still doing that? You know what? I actually just recently stepped down from the board. Wow. Um, just given everything else that was going on. I'd been with that organization for, I think, just over two years. And they're really... So what their program is, they do financial literacy for some of the disenfranchised to work with a lot of the other support networks, um, Karis. Uh, the women's shelter, that sort of thing, and really empowering people with financial skills. Mm -hmm. So one of their programs is called the Match Savings Program, where if the applicant goes to the courses and understands some very basic financial concepts, and I say basic, but it's things that we could all learn, mm -hmm. really. And so what they'll do is the applicant's able to save a certain amount of money over that 12-month span and launch Kelowna will match that amount mm -hmm. and and pay three times that and help them buy an asset. So some choose to use it for tuition, some need a vehicle to get to and from work, or some need some money um, starting their own business, that sort of thing. So right. yeah, just with everything else going on, they're really in a transition phase where they're ramping up. Um, they've hired some more people on there. And so I thought it was a, a good time to, to let them do what yeah. they do. Yeah. Understood. Mm -hmm. So, Kurt, um, who would you like to nominate to come on the show? So anybody in the city of Kelowna from any field of work that uh, you find to be a very interesting person and you would love to see come on the show in the future? Yeah, there's one individual that comes to mind. His name's Tyler Hines. Okay. He, yeah, I met him a year or two into moving into Kelowna. Do you know how to spell last name? Yeah, H-I-N-D-S. Okay. So I won't tell you too much about him. I'll let you. I'll let him tell. Where does he work? <laughs> He's at ProSmart. ProSmart. ProSmart Smarts. Yeah. Um, Kurt, if someone is interested in your financial services, what's the best way for them to reach you? So the best way is probably just through our website, Peacock Sheridan Group. You can find me on there. My email is Kurt with a K at peacocksheridan.com. Easy enough to send an email or just call our office. The receptionist will move the call on to me and yeah, I look forward to helping in any way that I can really appreciate uh, being on the show. 